Blog Talk Radio. Cassidy being alive and direct from the west side of the United States, on the west side of California, in the south side, southern part of California, outside of L.A., near the downtown. People, it's been a long time, a couple of months, actually. Uh, let me tell you what's been going on, because I began to fill your emails, and I respond to as many as possible. And I want to make sure I touch base with all my fans out there, all my people, all you family out there. I had an operation back in January, January 9th. I won't go into the details, but it was pretty brutal. It almost took a turn from the worst. But I've been recovering for the last um, pretty much three months. So I haven't had a chance to really do a proper show. I think I actually snuck one in early January, but it's been a challenge. So for those who have been logging on, wondering where I've been, wondering if I've fled the country, uh, fled the jurisdiction, nope, I'm still here. I'm alive. I'm getting a lot better. And thankfully, um, I had enough shows, enough prior shows in the archives for you guys to check out, particularly our new family members out there, all you guys, my friends. You know, as Prince said, fans is short for fanatics, and you guys aren't crazy. I'm the crazy one. But you guys are the friends, all my friends out there. So I want to definitely say thanks for your patience, thanks for the love, thanks for the email support, thanks for just tuning in, making sure I'm okay. And I really apologize if you tuned in on the show. But thankfully, there's a lot of previous shows you guys could have checked out, particularly my new friends out there to uh, see how we get down. Well, what's been happening with you people out there? What's been happening? What's been up? What's been going on? Today's show is one I want to do for some time. I actually want to do it before my operation, and I really tried to get online to do an actual show. But let me tell you, the painkiller is good stuff. Uh, legal prescription, by the way. Um, just really... We're doing a number on me, so I'm almost out of the woods, almost out to full strength. Um, but again, it was my third operation on the arm, and I think for those who've been with me some time, you know the journey of the arm surgery, three on one arm, so it's been something. But I think we're pretty much in the clear here as it goes. People, today's groove, we're going to talk about serial killers, and two of the most popular serial killers out there are what? Fear and failure. And this came together, I was checking out an Oprah show sometime uh, a couple months ago, online it has to do with her and TDJ and I don't have the episode up here but there was a clip in there where she was talking to people I think it was Oprah or was a TDJ was talking they asked the question they were both at the same show at the same time and uh, the question was what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail if you knew people wouldn't laugh at you if people your friends wouldn't dog you say you were crazy or anything like that 
How many people out there would they actually have something that they'd actually want to go out and accomplish? Raise your hands. All the hands went up. Like pretty much everybody's hands went up in the, in the audience. And Oprah and Brother TG, uh, TDJ were really surprised. And it was something I've done with my law students, my finance students, and my IT students when I had them this year. In reference to, in, to that, I would ask them the same question. You know, how many people in this room, if you knew your friends wouldn't laugh at you or call you crazy or dog you out or make fun of you or, you know, turn their back on you, how many people in the room, how many of you guys in the room, ladies in the room, have an idea that you would go do, a dream you go fulfill? Let me see your hands. Every hand went up from my first-year law students to my fourth-year law students, including my, my finance, uh, business students. Every hand went up there. And I tell you, fear and failure, not fear of failure, but fear <coughs> excuse me, and failure are probably the most notorious serial killers out there that knows no class, knows no race, knows no boundaries, knows no language, knows no different country or anything. It gets everybody. We are too fearful. Too many of us out there are fearful of doing something that we know is in our heart because we're not afraid of failing. We're afraid of what our friends would say or our families would say or our enemies would say or our employer would say. By that, I know several people I've talked to over the last couple of days who have these amazing ideas. Yet when I ask them, and they're telling me these ideas with passion, especially after we've seen an episode of Shark Tank or something like that. They're watching, they're mentioning these things with passion. But when I ask them why is it they don't go out there and pursue that idea. They say they're afraid. I'm like, a failure? They're like, no, I'm afraid of, you know, they're afraid of their family saying something to them, laughing at them, telling them they're crazy, telling them it's a dumb idea, don't do it, makes no kind of sense. They're aware that their friends may turn their back on them, that they may lose their friends and all these things like that. It's really amazing. And they would say this, you would hear the sadness in their voice because they know they have a great idea or a great passion to do something, what happens. And they're afraid of what people's reaction will be. And so many of us listening right now have went through this, where there's some dream, some passion we've had since little, since we've been little, what have you, that our parents dogged and poo-pooed on, or our friends dogged and poo-pooed on, or our family friends and stuff like that poo-pooed on and said it's not a good idea, it's a dumb idea, cost too much money, or who do you think you are that you could do? Well, I tried it and it failed. Some of the people tried it and it failed and it didn't work. There are so many people out there that are doing that. And it might be you. I've never really had that problem, me personally. I think it's fair we should, you know, full disclosure. I've never, really, I've never had that problem of what people may think because it, 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 was, it was my vision. I tell people that if there's something that you want to do that other people don't understand, don't waste your time trying to explain it to them because it's your vision. It's not theirs. You already see it. They don't. You know, as a screenwriter, when I look at a page, and any of my writers out there can attest to this, um, when we look at a page, we don't see a blank piece of paper. We see the finished product already there. As an artist who draws pictures or illustrates what have you, they don't see a blank canvas. They already see in their mind what, they, what the, the, the finished product looks like. They just have to pretty much dic- dic- take dictation of their creative voice and put it on paper. So for me, I've never, had that, I've never been fearful of people rejecting my ideas or anything like that because it's my idea. It's my vision. I see it. If they don't get it, they'll see it when it, you know, when it comes to fruition. A good example will be a scene we shot from Border Clash. 
Um, but before I go to that, let's take a little quick commercial break here with you guys and you know, give you a little, a, little, a little taste of what we're going to talk about, okay? This will definitely lead in, and we're going to come back. But I'm with you when you're all alone, and you correct me when I'm looking wrong. I see the guilt beneath the shame. I see your soul through your window pane. I see the scars that remain. I see Wayne. I'm looking at the On the wall. I put that in there a little quick break for you guys because essentially what the song's about. And I was one of my students, uh, Tony Desdines, told me about it back in the day, and we did a radio show for my IT students. Um, he had mentioned that song, and I listened to it. And essentially, he's talking to himself in the mirror. He's like, "Here we are again," you know, um, talking about broken mirrors. He's talking about subtleness of drug addiction and things like that. He has, essentially he's looking in the mirror and he's talking to himself. And I just want to give you a little clip because it's actually what we're talking about today in reference to that we find ourselves looking in the mirror, and that's the person that's killing our dreams. I understand that parents may have said things coming up, teachers may have said things coming up, friends may have said things coming up, families may have, family members may have said things coming up you know, from our days of youth. But yet it comes to the point that when we look in the mirror, that person you see is the one that's killing our, is still stifling and killing our dreams. Because what's happening is that, you know, we've, we've edited our own, you know, our own ideas where you have this great idea, you think it's going to work, you have a solution to something, maybe a problem at work, on a film set, or a job, or whatever it may be, excuse me, but yet you talk yourself out before you've been told anybody. Because you're like, ah, it's not going to work. And there's a the failure. You're fearful what people may say when you have your idea. Then you convince yourself it won't work. And that's why, again, the show is entitled Fear, Fear and Failure. It's the two of the most notorious serial killers out there. Everybody has them. It goes from the president down to the person on the street corner. It goes from those in prison to those in the, in, in, uh, the corporations, which is kind of like a you know, prison industrial complex right now. Everybody has them. Your parents, all of us have them. We're fearful of something, and we're afraid of failing. I've never been afraid of failing at anything because I always would learn from my mistakes. So I go in there saying, this is going to work. And if by chance it didn't work, I learned from what I, you know, from that mistake. Okay, what can I do different? How could I have done this differently? What have you? Yet conversely, the fear, we're only on this earth for a certain amount of time. Today, right now, could be it for any of us. This moment or tomorrow could be it. It could be it. It could be anything. We're not put on this planet to work for somebody and help them accomplish their dreams. Now, I understand we have a job or we have a place of employment where we're supporting our family, putting our kids through school or our nieces through school, family through school, and we have these things in life. Yet, conversely, what is it that you've given up on that's still in your heart that comes up when you have those moments of solitude where you reflect on what you want to do in your life or what you've done? There's a scene in Rocky. I wish I could have edited it. May I do it for another show when we talk about this again? There's a scene in Rocky where uh, I believe it's Rocky 1. And he goes back to his apartment, and if you listen to the commentary, and I didn't really notice it the first time, he looks in the mirror, and the mirror has all these pictures of, you know, his families and things like that. And it has a picture of him as a youth. And he talked about, and it really touched me in reference to that, he talked about when he looks at the picture when he was, like, little, and I believe it's a real picture of him, he says, you know, a lot of us look at these pictures, and we wonder what our hopes and dreams were. 
And what happened to them if we didn't accomplish them? Did life change them? Did our friends change them? Did we let those ideas and hopes and dreams pass us by? And it was really a profound moment, very poignant, because I remember looking at my at pictures of myself with my family and things like that. And I always wondered, what am I thinking at that time? What were my dreams at that time? What did I see at that time? What visions did I have in my mind at that time? Am I following those visions now? I've always wanted to create since I remember being little. I've also wanted to hold high office back in the old country. So maybe that's the next step from what I'm doing. As Dr. Yaw said, I can build my constituency here where I teach at among the people. But yet I would always wonder, what was I thinking at this moment? And hopefully am I following what my dreams were at that time? But yes, you know, we do that where we look at the pictures and we ask ourselves, oh, I look so cute, whatever. But what were you thinking about? What would you say I'm going to do tomorrow? When we'll do when I'm 30, 40, 50, 20, 60, what have you? So that's what I'm going to leave you with as we take another commercial break here, a little moment uh, if we can, and we'll come back and do our thing, all right? baby powder break for love people oh my goodness i want to do a club in here oh my i gotta get joella back in here my uh, assistant director who's running the control boards before she'd hear some house we can get some baby powder oh my goodness let's go back to the day i think it was 84 85 that cut came out oh my goodness anyways okay let me come back let me come back to you guys but yet fear and failure there was something i remember that was um i was watching ancient aliens some time ago I got to remember to do another show because that was very popular in terms of the gods and the aliens and things like that. But there was something that this gentleman talked about um, from the Jake Campbell uh, place. Uh, the guy who wrote the book that had all the heroes and the, the ethics of the heroes and the commonality among the heroes. And there was a, he had talked about, they were talking about prophets and prophecies and things like that. And, he had talked about something called the refusal of the call, which I thought was very powerful. 
Uh, the gentleman's name was Jonathan Young, Ph.D., Dr. Young, and he's the uh, founding curator at Joseph Campbell Archives. And he said something that was very profound in reference to people um, not accepting what their calling is. You know, Moses went through it. The Bible is full of people like that. You know, God said you're supposed you're to, even you know, John the Baptist, you know, you're to do this, and you, they, they hesitate. So what he has said with the refusal call is this, uh, quote, the refusal of the call is probably an experience that all thoughtful people have. That is, that there is this, some project, some task, some mission, but we waver, we doubt ourselves, and we don't immediately respond to our destiny. This is not a good thing. And again, end quote. And again, that's Dr. Jonathan Young, founding curator of Joseph Campbell Archives. And it's very interesting because so many people, of, so many of us do that. There's something we're supposed to do. It's been appointed to us. You look at Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, you can come with me. Oh, no, I have to go do this. I have to go do this. I have to go do this. Uh, Moses, you know, you're supposed to go do this. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not the first, whatever, whatever. It's what we're supposed to do. And we know in our heart we're supposed to do it, but we're afraid. We waver and say, I'm not the person to do it, to, to do it, get somebody else. But I find that when we do that, our heart becomes more restless because now we know we've went against what our inner calling is. We all have a calling. It's not just about preaching, you know, being a pastor or anything like that. It's about a calling of we all have something that we want to do in life. But yet we hide behind I'm married, I have kids now, I have a job and things like that. Well, what's that got to do with anything? If the feeling is still in your heart, that means you're supposed to go do it. So what's the fear of? Because that's what we're confronting is the fear and failure. Oftentimes it's said it's fear of failure. But in this case, it's the serial killer, fear and failure because They've killed so many ideas. They've killed so many dreams. They've killed so many hopes and desires. They've killed so many things, ideas people have been thinking about. And the body is the corpse, just literally the highway of life, the backwood of life, the woods of life, the pits of life, the, 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 the riverbeds of life, the, the streams, the oceans, you know, graveyards are full of, of, of just dead bodies in the forms of dreams. And what are you waiting for? The only person that could do this is you. I'm not, I'm not interested in saying some famous quote or something like that and push you. I, I really have no interest in doing that because you can't make somebody do something they don't want to do and think it's going to stay with them. Kind of like you put someone a gun to somebody's head. You can make them do anything you want with the gun to their head for the most part. But eventually when you leave, they go right back to what they were doing before. They might be recovered from the shock of what you've done or what have you. But they go back to what they've done before. So you can't force somebody. It's kind of like Inception when the guy says, yeah, he goes, well, is it possible? Have you ever you know, in, in put an in, in Inception and an idea? And the guy says, the forger says, yeah, Tom Hardy. He goes, yeah, I've done that. He goes, oh, so it's not that complicated. He goes, well, that's not complicated. The complicated part is making the idea stick because the idea has to feel like it's, it's a natural development and organism from the person whose mind you plastic the idea come from. And he talks about, if I say, don't think about uh, pink elephants, what do you think about pink elephants? But it's not that guy's idea to think about pink elephants. Somebody planted it there. And that's what we've done with so many of us, which has given birth, you know, Mother Nature's a serial killer, and you know, mankind, they got together and had, a kid, had two children, the twins, fear and failure. Because what's happened is that the inception we've done is been planted in our mind as doubt, a seeds of doubt, seeds of inaccuracy, seeds of in- incompleteness, seeds, seeds, you know, seeds of, of, you know, just not feeling worthy, you know, not having no value whatsoever. 
It was planted when we was in a classroom, and the teacher said, "We know, we, we know a bunch of losers, something like that." It was plas- It was planted back in the the days, you know, the early our childhood, when the parents said, "You know, I shouldn't have had you. You're a mistake, or you can't do it. You're nothing." I'm not saying everybody's went through this because so many people have gotten the love and nurturing to be successful. I have, my siblings have. But yet, conversely, if we look back at our childhood of middle school, preschool, even high school, or or just you know, just coming up, we've all had those seeds planted in our mind. And all it's created is, is this illusion that we are not worthy of enough. But it's so, so not true. You're very worthy. You're very, you're very you know, gifted to do what you need to do. But what are you waiting for? Who, who, who's holding you back? I mean, seriously. Because what's going to happen is that in the, in, the, in, the, in the annals of life, you're just going to be forgotten. People are going to say, well, who's that person and who's that? And you've been forgotten. You've moved on. You've done things. And yet... People are going to say, man, whatever happened to so-and-so? What have they done? It reminds me of that jam by uh, Dr. Dre, you know, that song, Forget About Dre. You know, he did a live performance. Let me let you get a clip of that. He's a big man. Oh, my God, we got to play hip-hop. I play everything. But let me let you give you a, a lot. It's about three minutes. So let me give you a little commercial break and slide that in there. All right? Wait. There might be some cursing in there. <laughs> so... I, I don't know. I got. I, I got to think about it because I, I don't want you know profanity. Okay, I won't give you that. I got to find a clean version, and then I rock it next time. <laughs> but there is this cut, um, one day at a time that Tupac and the Outlaws did, and it talk. He talks in their line about you know we're looking for people to lead and what you have to do. And essentially, what the song's about is I'm gonna take one day at a time and go follow what my dreams are and go do it. You know, some people think this, some people think that. So you know, either way. So let me let me let me let me really rock this thing up one day at a time and let's have some fun. Be the same, no matter how much fame 
in our minds, we will never die. We are forever alive and we continue growing. One day at a time. Don't get caught in the publicity and caught in the hype. Rappers are regular people minus money and light searching for fortune and fame and superstardom. All the jury, all the calls, whose crews are hard. It's not a hip hop police, the villains is hot. And the kids think these is they only option. Outlaws born filthy. Guilty as charged, my memories are gonna die. My Machiavelli lives on. You think the industry is fun? Ain't no pity with guns. And when your money is up, that's when your enemies come. So if he died and came back, would he try to save? Rap. We need an exchange, the drama remains I spent my whole life yeah. fighting myself that I can't win, so I'm inviting some help I take rights from the left, I'm still just like a kid looking for strikes on my belt yeah. That day is a fight in itself, so I just pray and hope God take a life to myself No matter how much I try, stay alive, I'ma die, man Still standing and in love with my pride A hot frivolous beast, we passed that Just try to keep some income coming in that collect on my ass Cap the rappers in the game ain't changed And I finally realized that we not in the same game The hating the never end, so I guess I deal with it The four, five, a cop killers, yes, I'm still with it The streets is military, you gotta be a soldier Gotta stay leery and keep your eyes on the rollers They do what they gotta do, the shackle and hold is what we gotta do, what we gotta do to keep growing One way at a time, keep the faith in your mind When we continue growing, one day at a time one day at a time, people, if you really think about it, how it really comes down to is that it's just talking about, you know, people are waiting for someone like yourself to lead. You know, people are waiting. They're waiting for you to come out there and, hey, I want to say it the way it's supposed to be. You know, I really believe that. and You have to believe that. But at the same time, you have to be the one that's going to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to get into. This is, you know, I, I, I only have a, a shot at it, and that's like right now. But you have to be the one that's going to go out there and do it. What do you have to be afraid? What has being afraid and being fearful, what has that done for you? Like, really, what has that done for you? Has it taken the feeling out of your heart? Has it taken the, you know, has it taken the, 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 the edge in your life, you know, of, of happiness and, and, and fill it with accomplishment? What, what, has it, what has it really done? For, you know, for you guys. So the thing for you is, you, you, you give, you're just feeding fear and failure. That's all you're doing. You've heard this before. It's nothing new or anything like that. But I think it comes to a point where you have to, like, really sit back and say, you know, it's your life. You know, you're the one that has to do this. You're the one that has to make that difference. But everybody failed. Zuckerberg failed. Steve Jobs failed. So many people have done that. But again, my thing for you is that it really comes down to what do you want to do? What is the dream in your heart that you've been thinking about all this time that people have said you couldn't do? People haven't even said you couldn't do it, but you believe them because you created in your mind, you know what, they may actually say I can't do this and, you know, that, that's all I can do and, you know, that's it. I have no hope. And the thing is, the person hasn't even said anything to you. You imagine a whole conversation with them and not even saying, you know, um, you know, hey, look, <laughs> um, we're not going to uh, support your idea. We're going to not do this. We're not going to do that. And the thing is, they haven't even said anything, and you believe them anyway. I mean, come on, people. And let me ask this question. How's that working out for you? How's that doing for you right now? What has that done for your life at this moment? Seriously. 
So my advice to you guys, it's not really advice, but I'm imploring you. We all only have so much time. And this is the time we need to start doing what we want to do. And if we don't do it now, what's going to happen inevitably, and I've seen this happen, is that you're going to watch somebody else fulfill your dreams. Maybe not exactly what, how you want to do it, but you're going to catch somebody else, right, doing something that's so similar to what you do. How many of us have watched art and you've seen people out there who have had ideas like you had, and yet they're the ones standing there, put their life savings into it, the child's life savings into it, they put remortgage the house. They've done everything. But yet they're standing up there with this great idea. Whether they get the money or not, they're standing there. And you're sitting in your house watching them. I have a good friend of mine. I love her dearly. Great person. Great heart. And she had an idea for this actual performer, which I remain nameless. A great idea. And I said, you should go do that before you see somebody else. Because she was really into it. She was passionate about this, that, this, that. And I was like, well, go do it. And she had reasons why she couldn't ask her, how are you going to feel if you see someone else with that same idea who does the same project? How are you going to feel about that? And she got real quiet. And she thought about it. There's nothing that's going to hurt you more than seeing somebody else do something that you had an idea for. And they failed several times before they became successful. Nothing. Let's give a little words from a TD talking about an Opus class one day. A lot of women have a disease to please. And a lot of women, I think I was in my mid-40s before I started to figure this out. You want to be successful, you want to do well, but you're so, just what she was talking about, you're so worried about what other people are going to say about it. I was saying earlier, you're worried about people saying who she thinks she is, Mm -hmm. worried about people saying, am I not right? Now, the men don't have that problem. Men are like, this is who I am. Right, right. But women have that, I don't want people to think that I think that I'm too much. I don't want people to think that I think that I'm, I'm better than they are. I don't want people to think. How do you continue to move forward and live with the haters? Well, you know, yes, yes. How do you continue to move forward and live with the haters? <laughs> I, I think that, that women are so loving and so nurturing and so giving, but here's a mistake that women and some men make as well. You cannot have a, pub, a private relationship in a public arena. You cannot do that. You look to an inner circle of people who really know you for that that validation, that pleasing, that strength, that understanding. Don't expect to have that kind of intimate relationship with people who just know you publicly and peripherally. Don't seek to be understood by the world. Most of our great leaders, world changers, thinkers, were understood better after their life than during their life. 
So if you need everybody to understand you before you do it, I got bad news. You're going to be dead before you're fully understood. You better go ahead. You better go ahead and live on purpose. And understand, it's like a woman who's pregnant and goes to the doctor and says, I, I want to have this baby, but I don't want my ankles to swell. I don't want this mask on my face. And I don't want to gain any weight. And he's going to tell her, there's no way you can have the baby because this goes along with it. That goes along with purpose. Haters are a part of the process. Go ahead and take it. Just get a bigger dress. Do something. Keep on going. Go after your dream. There's a little taste of that, and so many people won't do it. You know? I, I totally forgot that I always have that intro that comes in, right? <laughs> but anyways, people, it's, it's so true. It's really so true. Most people will not do it. Most people will just worry about what people are going to think. They're fearful of what they think, and then they're afraid of failing, and then hearing what people will think. You know what? It's your life. Go do it. What, what are you waiting for? What, your wife is stressing you about your idea? Look, as long as you're not trying to be like a multi-billion dollar you know, uh, drug dealer, or, you know, some, if you're not trying to do anything illegal, what's the issue? What, your husband is stressing you about it? I know a lot of women that have some great, I mean, I know a lot of them I've, talk, I've spoken to, and they won't do it. You know, they wear with the husband. It's your, what, do you, what do you want to do? My mother never had that problem. You know, if you're in a good relationship with a good foundation, whether it's a friendship or what have you, and you're in a good friendship with people and, and they support you and they respect you and they love you and things like that, then you have nothing to worry about. Because these are people who are going to tell you the truth about what, you know, what's on your mind. This, this, this isn't about people saying things. And I'm not talking about those that are trying to please you, you know, who, you know, who you're trying to please. And they, oh, well, they'll tell you what you want to hear and all this kind of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm talking about is you need to be out there following your dreams. And if you have people who are in your life, don't just talk with anybody. You want to talk with people who have your best interest at heart. That's who you want. And we all have them. The people who, are t- they won't tell you it's a dumb idea. They'll ask you, okay, how do you plan on accomplishing that? I mean, that's it. There's nothing two ways around it. That's just how it is. And I think for a lot of folks, you just need to go out there and do that. But I'm sorry. It just really gets me when I see so many people. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe you know somebody like that where it's just you think you hear, you hear advice from other people and you think it's just not meant for you. You hear advice from other folks. And you think, you know, that's nice advice for you, but it's not meant for me. People, you only have so much time. And you have dreams in your heart that are your dreams. You have visions in your, in your mind that are your visions. There are things you can do that I can't do. There are things that you can do that only you can do it. But you've let life drag you down. And this might not be you personally. You might know somebody like this who has done this. But you only have to live your life to the fullest, whatever it may be. And I mean that really, whatever it may be. And what do you want people to say about you when you're gone? This person lived their dreams and maybe they didn't reach 
quite the mountaintop or anything like that, but they made it. What do you want them to say? This person gave up, didn't really about trying. They go through your diaries and they see these ideas that you had, and you know they're saying to themselves, "Man, well, this person's not here anymore, so I guess I'll just take their idea and make it for myself." I've seen that happen, people. I have seen that happen. So again, all I can say to you, man, is, you know, if you really want to be successful in what you want to do. If you really have the desires that you want to do, my thing is the only person that can do it is you. I can't do it for you. No one else can do it for you. And, uh, you know, you have to get your head out of your hands. and You have to really ask yourself, why am I here? Look, you think it's too late? Is, is that what you really think it is? It's too, it's too late for you to change and, you know, you can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. Who told you that? I didn't tell you that. So who told you that? Who's the one that said, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I believe, the founder started that, I believe, when he was, uh, what, 56 years old? So who said to you, you're looking around, you say it's too late because you have kids, and it's too late because, who says it's too late? What do you want to do? Then go do it. It is never too late for a good idea. People are dying for good ideas. So why are you going to die with yours? Put it out there. Have some fun. Do what you want to do and make it happen. But, you know, who am I? I'm just sitting here trying to motivate you guys to say, you know, to tell you, you don't want to leave this earth with all these great ideas. We know the old cliche, the old saying that the graveyard is full of people who have these ideas and they never followed that. It doesn't have to be you. Don't think it's dumb. Don't think it's stupid. Don't think it's just about, you know, somebody else doing it. We're all here for a reason. It's not about some religion. It's not about some faith or anything like that. We are here to make a difference. So if you're going to go through life, you know, living the refusal of the call and not even make an attempt, then you really have to question exactly what is your purpose? Is it to wake up tomorrow if it's Monday and, you know, punching the clock and those kind of things? Is, is that your purpose on this planet? Is your purpose to go in tomorrow and, you know, I can feel my chest getting tight. Go in tomorrow and sit in a meeting that you know you don't want to be a part of. You know you have no interest in being at this meeting. And yet you'll sit there and Listen to what these people say. Is it your life going to be? You're going to go to this meeting and you're going to go to a job and you know you're more gifted than anybody at the job? That's one of the worst things, man. Because I'm sure a few of you people out there are going to be at a job tomorrow and you know you are more talented than the person you're reporting to. You're more gifted than the person you're reporting to. You have more ambition than the poorest person you're reporting to. And yet, there you are sitting there going through the same misery. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't live like that, man. So why are you living like that? It's not too late. There's no barriers. The only person that can stop you is you. But the people that's going to kill you, who is again? Fear and failure. And people. As Steve Jobs once said, the people who are crazy enough to change the world are the ones that actually do it. And I think you're just a little bit crazy enough to change the world. 
Because I think if you, if you weren't, I don't think you'd be listening to me right now. You're here for a reason. Hopefully I've said something that's touched your spirit or what have you. Hopefully I've said something that gives you credence to what you want to do. Hopefully I've given you some moment, some idea to go do it. Otherwise, tomorrow, when you sit in that class and you wonder why you're here, when you're talking to, uh, you're listening to your boss and you wonder why you're even listening to them, you know you're more gifted. Come on, you're treating that job with a lot more love and attention and care than you're treating your old idea. Let's see what Steve, I think Steve Jobs has some words about this sometimes again. Ironically, since I mentioned him, let's see what he has to say. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing, and it's totally true, and the reason is, uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard, and you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it and you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. And that's what happens to most people, actually. If you really look at, 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 at the ones that uh, ended up you know, being successful, unquote, in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't, oftentimes it, it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere when, you know, when it got really tough. And, and the ones that, that didn't love it quit because they're sane. Right? Who would want to put up with this stuff if you don't love it? So it's a lot of hard work, and, and it's a lot of worrying constantly. And uh, um, if you don't love it, you're going to fail. So you've got to love it, you've got to have passion. And I think that's the high-order bit. The second thing is um, you've got to be a really good talent scout. Because no matter how smart you are, uh, you need a team of great people. And you've got to figure out how to size people up fairly quickly, make decisions without knowing people too well, and hire them and you know, see how you do and refine your intuition and be able to, to help you know, build an organization that can eventually just you know, build itself because um, you need great people around you. Hey, doesn't get more simpler than that. So people, talk to you later on. Thanks for tuning in. I'm, I'm hoping to be on here next Sunday, same time, 8 o'clock. I'm looking to possibly have a director on board. I'd like to give a shout-out to Yan out there, Natasha, Marilinda, Carrie, Carrie Oder, Ingrid Walters, all you guys putting our production together. And if you guys send me an email or go online or what have you, uh, Saeed at BayindoGroup.com. Uh, you can get me here if you like or Saeed Dabinga or find me on Facebook or Twitter. We posted up the first trailer for the Congo film, so that's good news. You know, it's come a long way. It's been a passion project, you know. I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Dr. Lorraine Thompson, Phil Nelson, uh, Solange down there in Miami, and uh, Patricia, uh, my sister down there in Atlanta, and everybody else that invested in the first episode. We're almost there. It's, been a, it's the passion for the project that kept me going. So on that note, let's give you a little love, let, let, let you take some music out of here, and you have a great evening and a great day or a great morning. When you're sitting there tomorrow, ask yourself, what idea do I have? People, sidekicks to the bringing live and direct. I am gone.
that was when I ruled the world. 